Hey, disgruntled. Uh, we have another guest, um, Logan Hess, and we're just going to be talking football, and we're going to be talking a little bit of golf. He golfs at RMU, and so we're going to be talking a little bit about that and a little bit about the entire Eagles situation at hand. So let's get this started, I guess. I guess introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Logan. I'm a good friend of Caleb's, a sophomore um, sports management major here at Robert Morris in Pittsburgh. So other side of the state from Caleb. Um, and yeah, I'm on the golf team here. Um, and big Eagles fan. <laughs> Go Birds. How, um, yeah. how and when did you get into golf? Um, I've been playing my whole life. Um, so I would say I got serious about it when I was like 10 and it was because my dad, my dad played. So when I was like 10, I started playing in like tournaments and stuff, started to get serious about it. And then once I was like 13, 14, maybe 15, um, started to get into like the college recruitment process, playing in big stuff and like traveling. Like I played all over the country. I've played in the Dominican Republic already in tournaments. I've been all over the place. And then now, yeah, being in college here on a scholarship was the goal. So that's really nice. How was it like playing in the Dominican Republic? It was super nice because it was like April and back home. It was super cold. And then flying down there, it was, oh my God, I was there for like a week. It was so nice. It was kind of weird. Um, I'd never been out of the country before. Mm -hmm. And I, that was only the second time I'd been on a plane, which was kind of weird, but going down there, playing in a big event um, at a course that um, the PGA Tour plays every single year, which was super nice. So the course was awesome. I didn't play very well, but I mean, it was still a really good vacation for the week. So yeah, it was great. That sounds like there were a lot of fun. What was, I guess, like your favorite moment of that? I think when we arrived there on the plane, like I said, I'd never been out of the, out of the country before. So I had, I had obviously planned that trip for a long time in advance. And when I got off the plane at the airport, the airport, I went to Punta Republic and where the airport there was insane. Like, it's just, I had never even been to Florida or anything like any place like tropical at all. So just walking off the plane at that airport, just completely different weather. And then getting out of the airport and driving through the country was super, super nice. And I loved that a lot. And then obviously going through the week getting to the course and everything was great and playing that sounds awesome um he was your favorite golfer currently and then all time <sighs> when you sent me this i <laughs> i had to think about this for a long time i think currently i would either say xander shawfley which we posted about on the, mm -hmm. the disgruntled instagram i like him a lot and then i like tiger woods a lot too i mean there's a lot of news going on around with him right now i'm assuming you've heard about it yeah um his car accident wait i didn't actually hear about that what happened so it was i think it was two days ago now it might have been yesterday actually he he just had another back surgery like a month or two ago so he hasn't been playing he's been hosting a lot of events um because he's like a big sponsor of a lot of these pga tour events mm -hmm. um so he's taken a couple of months off and he was in california and he just got in a really bad single car accident and he fractured he like fractured one his right ankle had a uh what's the injury Dak got oh crap I forgot but oh. yeah it's a compound fracture or something like that okay. he got he got that in his right leg he had to get a bunch of rods and screws into his legs he, he's still in the hospital he just got out of surgery I think like last night so he's might not ever play again 
Dang, that's crazy. And mm -hmm. he got, like, injured, too, way earlier in his career, didn't he, at some point? Yeah, yeah he's had so many back problems, the injuries. Um, yeah, he has. He really doesn't play that much anymore, but it might be completely over now. Um, so, yeah, I'd say those two are my favorite, if you even count Tiger as a current player. Like he's, <laughs> he's, pretty, he's pretty old now. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Xander, I love Xander a lot. Young guy, really, really good. Top 10 in the world, really good guy. And then... My favorite player of all time. I mean, you guys, you guys probably not going to have any idea. His name's Stuart Appleby. He's high 40 something. He doesn't play anymore. He used to be really, really good. He's from Australia. Australia. He's just a really, really funny guy. Really good player. The couple like PGA tour events that I've actually gone and watched, I've gotten the chance to follow him. And like, he would like go out of his way to like talk with people in the crowd. He like talked to me and my dad while we were there. Super chill guy. Yeah, it was it was super cool. I wish he still played, but he might take a run to Champions Tour. I'm not sure. He's into announcing now. So, how long did he play golf for? Uh, well, I'm not exactly sure. He, I think he probably turned pro when he was like 20, 21, and he played. I would say 25 years. Like I, he technically isn't like retired, but he just doesn't. He yeah. knows he's getting older. He's not as good anymore. He can't really compete with the young guys, so he doesn't really play. That makes sense. A really long career still, though. When I was growing up and stuff, my dad and I, I got into golf a little bit, but it wasn't, like, anything major. It was just, like, going to the driving range and or playing nine or 18 holes, like, a like couple Sundays out of the year. Right, like, yeah. I just remember watching golf with my dad, too, and watching Tiger and stuff, and, then like, early in his career, too, and just, like, mm -hmm. watching him play, it's, like, crazy because, like, he's one of the best players if not the best player in golf and probably one of the best like athletes mm -hmm. in all of sports. Cause like, when you think of like sports, you think like Selena Williams, Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, like he's up there with one of the greats. So it's, right. like, it's awesome that we're getting to see like all of these players play now while we're like still young and actually be able to watch it. Whereas like, we didn't get to watch like some of the, like we didn't get to watch like Joe Montana. What's that one golf crap? I forget that one golfer. Jack Nicholas. Yeah. Or I mean, Arnold Palmer, he, one of the two. Yeah. Um, either or, but like I guess the first guy that you said, I already forget his name. Jack Nicholas. <laughs> yeah, Jack Nicholas. I guess that doesn't he still play a little bit still, or is he like fully retired? I mean, he's like 90. So okay. he does like he does like he does charity stuff. Like okay. he, every once in a while he doesn't like play rounds of golf anymore. He just Every once in a while, if his company sponsors a tournament, he'll come out and hit a shot or something like that. Yeah, he's super old, so no. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I might have been think. I may have been thinking of someone else, but I forget who it is. He's still like plays, but he's like super old, and he I think he played like alongside Tiger at one point. I forget what his name is. I I don't know who you're talking about. Okay. There's so many of them. Yeah, it's cool to see that we're seeing like these all-time like great players and all of sports like playing all at once while we still can like enjoy it. It's gonna um, be crazy when you can't see them anymore. Yeah, I can't I can't imagine an NFL without Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be weird because it's like he's the face of football, and it's just like it's gonna be weird, mm -hmm. and they're all like right. getting older up there as well. Yeah, it's common, but I can't imagine without him, but it's going to be someday soon. Yeah. How is it like playing golf at RMU? It's good. Um, I mean, it's obviously very, it's very busy, very serious. I mean, 
we're a smaller market division one sports program. I mean, we travel, I mean, when our season, because we, so we play in the fall and the spring. So when we actually have like qualifying, practicing, traveling, all that stuff, it's very, very busy with all my classes um, and then practice and everything else that goes into golf, like team meetings, workouts. We work out three days a week. I mean, I'm not complaining at all. I, I love it all. It's just, it's just very busy. You know, the average college life is busy enough and then throwing on a division one sport. I think it's very, you have a lot of stuff on your plate, but I, I love it a lot. I'm very thankful to be here and uh, traveling with the team and um, competing for national championship is mm-hmm. it's awesome. And to say I've gotten here is great. So That's yeah, I love it. How do you like balance like college work and playing or playing golf with, cause it sounds like from what you just said and from like when we talked previously, like, playing video games and stuff it seems like you're always like golfing and stuff and then how do you like kind of balance that plus like on top of all the college work me personally I'm really good at like prioritizing things so before I really do anything I always make sure my school work's done I mean I'm only a sophomore so my classes so far I've had some tough classes but nothing crazy I'm sure once I get to a senior it's going to be completely different but but now I just make sure that I I mean obviously the behold must have practice every day we usually have like one day a week we don't have practice mm-hmm. and when we're in season that's for like three four hours a day now it's only two hours a day at the most so I just make sure I get all my schoolwork done go to practice and then usually that leaves you know sometimes I get to play xbox sometimes <laughs> I don't which is which sucks but yeah but it's college so yeah I I'm just really good at keeping a schedule getting my stuff done so that's how, that's how I do it <laughs> it seems like you're really in tune on like getting everything done and stuff um what is it like playing golf in high school comparatively to college it's a lot more serious <laughs> um I mean Pennsylvania isn't anything crazy for high school golf but where we went to high school like I was the best one <laughs> like not to bloat but like I was the be- best one on the team like didn't have to even like show up to like qualify or try out for the team like because I was like mm. I, d- I didn't have to worry about it and then going into college like you're all of a sudden not the best one anymore everyone's just like you which is it's a little stressful when you try to like travel especially because our team's big this year usually the college golf team's like nine ten people we have 13 okay and only six travel mm-hmm. so over half the team isn't is just sitting back practicing while the starters are traveling so knowing that everyone's just like you and they're really good can be stressful when it comes to that but also practicing and playing like our team's all really close so practicing and playing and living we all live together Uh, most of us practicing and playing together with people that are really good gets you a lot better like we've all improved since we've been here and then also college just instead of college compared to high school is obviously very different you know all about that a lot more work and responsibilities everything that goes with that I just remember during high school and stuff I guess Penn Manor didn't really like prioritize um, golf at all but I just remember hearing your name called like once in a while if you had like a good performance or whatever and I just thought it was like really cool because every time like your name popped up I'm like I know that guy like that's my friend Right. Yeah. Well, in high school, yeah, we had like a batch every week and they, the next morning they would mm-hmm. do the announcements for pretty much every sport, not just golf. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, 
it's crazy now because like what they would announce like as like a they would be like oh logan hess led the team with a 72 or whatever like they would say in high school over the speakers yeah. now if you shoot 72 like that's like not even like the top five on the team here so yeah. it's like it's crazy yeah that's that is crazy mm -hmm. well, yeah what is what is your highest or lowest score that you got all right like best score let's say best score best, best score yeah golf yeah. terms yeah. um <laughs> so I'm still learning i'm still learning for 18 holes i've got a shot in 65 already back home which is seven under mm -hmm. um but while I've been out here, I've played, I played nine holes one time last year during practice and I shot 29, which is seven under for nine holes. Oh, wow. Which was, yeah, it was insane. I played with two of my teammates and yeah, it was insane. You never, never hear that. Yeah. It was great. awesome. It was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I wish I could do it again. <laughs> Imagine if you did that in the tournament, everyone would be geeking or like a actual, like, yeah. yeah. Everyone would be scared. Yeah. I'd win. I guarantee that. Yeah. No one else is going on shooting 29. Do you follow any other sports like besides football and golf? And then if so, like what are your favorite teams? I wish I did, but honestly, like not really. I'm trying to get more into basketball and hockey. Mm -hmm. and, and if I was to say my favorite teams, I think I would stick with the Philly teams right now. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying to get more into it. But as you know, I, I'm really into both golf and football so that takes up a lot of my time um yeah and i i like i follow like a lot of like the nba account on instagram and everything I, like i see all the news mm -hmm. like i i know joel Embiid is having a great year yeah. and everything and i know the yeah. sixers are i know the sixers are doing really good yeah i wish i was more into it i'm gonna try to get more into it yeah, for sure because i i love sports in general and i'm a sports management major so mm -hmm. i've been learning a lot about like all the sports like as a sport itself and like the business side so it's been interesting i like all of them i just don't sit down and follow them you know yeah that's like exactly like me like at least you have like golf that you're like invested in as well because i feel like i'm just like solely invested into football and i don't like know much information about like other sports like i know like the um common things about each sport or whatever and then like i know what teams are doing well and stuff Mm -hmm. um, but like that's one of my things that I want to try to get like more into like because I want to get more into um, basketball and hockey because like the, all the Philly teams are doing really good right now and it's, right. It, it seems like the Eagles are on the downtrend but yeah yeah being just a football fan especially an Eagles football fan is mm -hmm. pretty rough right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah because like I want to see like other teams succeed because I feel like the Eagles are on the downtrend right now um right. but how is it being or how is it like being a sports management major it's cool um i like it a lot so far um i haven't taken just because i'm a sophomore most of the sports management specific classes come junior senior year so i haven't taken too many of them yet i have right now i have sport marketing which is really interesting like every class that i go to that's actually sport management I go to and I like actually enjoy like learning and listening, mm -hmm. which is good. It shows that I, it's the right, right major for me. Or there's a lot of really good professors here. And then being in Pittsburgh, we get a lot of guests in our class that are really important. Like Pittsburgh's such a big sport market. Mm -hmm. um, I like it a lot. And I, I'm looking forward to 
next semester and the semesters after too, just for more of the sport management classes to pop up on my schedule. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to stay for my fifth year because of COVID, we got our extra year of eligibility. Yeah. So I'm probably going to stay an extra year and get my master's in it now. So, which is good. Oh, that's really cool. Um, it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to ask one last question before we transition into this whole um, Eagles fiasco. How has COVID affected, I guess, the being on the golf team and traveling and like actually playing golf and then I guess like college as a whole? <sighs> well, I mean, it's obviously affected us a lot. We like when COVID first hit, it was last March. I think it was like the end of March. Yeah. We, me and the rest of the starters on the team were actually in Florida for spring break playing in a tournament. <laughs> and they got like other teams we were playing with, like we had no clue, but the guys we were playing with from like other schools all across the US, um, they were just like telling us, like, wow, our school just canceled the rest of the semester of classes. And we were like, why? And they were like, because of this um, coronavirus. And we were like, oh, well, dang. And that our school didn't say anything about about it and then we're flying back mm-hmm. um we we're on the plane flying back our school canceled the rest of the semester so when we got back we had to pack up and leave just like all the other schools did like you did too um yeah so that i mean yeah the that's pushed us to online classes which is obviously different i don't i don't mind them that much i mean it's nice you don't have to walk the class right <laughs> yeah it is nice um and then this semester like our so yeah, school was canceled the rest of the year. Then we obviously couldn't play. So the rest of the season, golf season was canceled. Then summer and then this semester, well, last semester, we weren't allowed to travel mm-hmm. for golf or any of the sports just because we're such a small market. You know, like the Clemsons and the Alabamas, like they all played because there's so much money involved with us. There's not billions of dollars because for on TV being lost, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. so we didn't play. We practiced to get, we practiced every single day pretty much as a team. Mm-hmm. We all came back to campus. Our classes are in person last semester and still are, mm-hmm. which is nice. We actually got to come back and kind of feel like we're in college still. We do half virtual, we call them virtual rotation. So our classes are one day, they'll be you online and the other half of your class will be in person and then it switches every other day. So you're only with half your class. You know what I mean? yeah we're still in person every other day so okay do you have to get like regular COVID testing since you're like on the team or is it Mm -hmm. okay so we had to get tested when we move on campus both semesters then usually we get tested like first semester it wasn't as much because it was random so I think I got tested three times last semester Mm -hmm. but since I've been here um we got tested when we moved in and then one of our roommates tested positive, actually. I never tested positive. Most of, he was the only one that did, but we got put in the quarantine for two weeks. So we couldn't leave. Then we got tested twice while we were in quarantine. We all tested negative both times. We got, I've gotten tested twice since I've been out of quarantine. So that's five, and that's five times since I've gotten back in the end of the beginning of January. That's crazy. That's- well, yeah, semester's flying, but yeah, we've got tested a lot this semester. And that's mostly because we actually are traveling. Okay. It's not like our sports are actually playing mm-hmm. now. I mean, the golf team doesn't, our first tournament's in a little less than a month now. But yeah, they're really keeping it locked down with 
getting tested, making sure everyone's being safe now that our season's actually starting. So, yeah. That's also not you're actually like being able to actually start the um, golf season and stuff. I don't play a sport at college, so I can't really like relate to like traveling with a team and all that. In March, when it like the first news broke, it was crazy in Philadelphia because everyone was talking about it. Like you could walk two feet outside and everyone's just like, you can like overhear conversations about it's like, did you hear about COVID? Mm -hmm. Like, are they going to like cancel? um like the rest of the semester and stuff or like what's going on and like everyone was in a frenzy so it was kind of crazy of natural transition into like being virtual and then like how are you going mm -hmm. to adapt to the new semester and stuff because originally temple was going to do um like try to do the half in person half online ordeal but then the covid numbers spiked from like 50 cases to like 300 cases and like two weeks from like doing that so they're like we're not doing this anymore they sent like right. everyone home and then so it was just like a clusterfuck but now they're trying to do it again this year and it's like successfully working i think it's it's not as many in-person classes as they originally had to start on um, the fall semester but mm -hmm. but um the cases are only at like 50 to 60 right now if you do have like an in-person class you have to get tested like twice a week yeah and that's not even like including like if you're on a sports team or anything that's just like if you have like a regular in-person class and i think it's because there's like 40,000 students in like one small area because it only takes like 10 minutes to walk across campus mm -hmm. so it's like a lot of people in one small area so it's like they have to kind of like keep testing and make sure everyone like doesn't have it right yeah being at temple would be tricky when it comes to that it being in a city like my campus is only six thousand students so it's not as bad like i'm i'm happy everyone's like the school's taking good precautions for it but it is nice to not be packed in like sardines like you guys are in the city <laughs> yeah but i guess it's like nice out of like any college right now it's nice and being in pit and everything and being like a more wide open campus to play golf and you don't not saying that you don't have to worry but like not as much as some other yeah schools. yeah right we're not as stressed about it yeah um i guess let's transition into uh eagles talk um what made oh you, boy i guess like let's let's start off a little easy and not getting into the, <laughs> into the depressing stuff right away because it, it's I feel like something about the Eagles comes in like every other week or every like other day. There's always like Eagles news everywhere, but I guess I call it, I call it drama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drama. Um, I guess let's start it off easy. What made you uh, become an Eagles fan or how did you become an Eagles fan? Uh, well, it's mostly my family, you know, being from near the Philly area, that was the closest team. So that's, I think why my family started out being an Eagles fan, then I just kind of caught on. I started being a fan probably, it was the year before Wentz got drafted. That was like the first year I actually started following. Mm -hmm. And then the year Wentz got drafted and the year after that is when I really started following and now I'm like really into it, watch all their games, watch watch and read every, mm -hmm. every bit of news that there is, follow along really really well um and i'm yeah i'm really into it now but I would, I would say mostly my dad and my grandpa are both eagles fans i'm much more into it than they ever were but that's how i got started 
Yeah, that's how I got started too, because like my entire family is a huge Eagles fan mm-hmm. or Eagles fans. And I was kind of like birthed into it. And like now, like since like I was born, like I automatically was an Eagles fan just because of the family presence. Right. Yeah. And then I guess like what is your favorite uh, Eagles memory, I guess, besides the Super Bowl? Well, that was going to be it. Um, <laughs> favorite Eagles memory. That's a tough one. Yeah. I think I remember I remember well last year. I remember being super excited when the Eagles really fought their way back the last couple games mm-hmm. to get into the playoffs. Well, not this past season, the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, to get into the playoffs. I remember being really hype about that. And then Wentz being like basically carrying the team was super exciting because all the everyone was hurt and then yeah obviously the playoff game him getting the concussion was the worst because who knows what would have happened if he didn't you know what i mean yeah i i i I, that entire like that last like month of the regular season i remember that i liked that a lot even the season before that too was kind of the same thing where they had to really fight toward the end to get to nine and seven and get in both of those were really excited yeah i feel like it's always coming down to the wire with the Eagles, no mm-hmm. matter, like, I guess the Super Bowl year is the really, uh, like, only year where we didn't really have to worry about, like, coming close to anything because we're just, like, sweeping away everyone. Right. Yeah, that entire season was obviously my favorite, but you said I couldn't pick that, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I just feel like, I feel like that's everyone's favorite memory because it's mine because it's obviously the first Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, asking, like, um fans what's their favorite memory because it's like it's kind of interesting to see what they pinpoint besides the um Mm -hmm. super bowl and yeah last year or two years ago when they lost to the seahawks that was a really fun year to play or to watch because it's like and caught fire i thought that like the season was over but then Mm -hmm. they caught fire thanks to division and like made it in and i actually went to the seahawks game and like the all that happened yeah. yeah and I was just so sad I just like I did not talk to my dad on the way home <laughs> because like because he drove us up there and we both went and I just the entire car ride was like basically silent right it was so disappointing yeah what we a way like, to end yeah we were like cussing out the eagles and stuff but <laughs> that I guess happens that- a lot these days yeah <laughs> I guess that's a good transition to like what do you think of this entire Eagles um, fiasco right now. It's kind of like an end of an era. I guess let's start with, like, what do you think of your thoughts on, like, the coaching stuff? Like I said, I think there's so much drama. It's so all, it's all so unnecessary. I mean, that even, like, this past year, just because of COVID, it was obviously very different for everybody. Like, there's a lot of different excuses when it comes to that, like, no training camp all that stuff they couldn't prep for the season like they usually do because the Eagles were like projected to do well this year obviously and then they weren't um and I know the coaching staff is a lot has a lot to people are blaming them a lot for it especially Doug in my opinion I don't think Doug should have been fired I mean I I get why but just because of this past year I wouldn't have fired him personally because I before the season started on the disgruntled Instagram. I remember sharing a um, post that Colin Cowherd um, made on his show. Um, it was like a ranking of like the 
best coaches that he would start a franchise under and Peterson was like the third one. Oh wow. It was like the number three. Yeah. It was like one of his favorite ones. And I was like, well, what what happened to that? Like it was just a bad year. Year, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and then he also did a list of best um coaches and QB um duos that he would like start a franchise with. And again, Doug and Carson were both one of his favorites. I think they were in the top three as well. Like and now they're both not playing for the Eagles anymore. So like, like what happened? I don't, I don't think a fresh start's a bad idea just because of how disappointing last year was um, when it comes to coaching, like the new coaches, I don't mind. I, I like what I've heard from all of them so far. I'm excited to see what they do. But like I said, I don't know if I agree with all the firing that happened this, this year. Yeah, I agree with you because I feel like Doug Peterson should have now, granted, he did have, like, a very bad year. It was terrible, but, like, uh, I agree with you. Like, we should have gave him, like, at least one more year. Just mm. to, like, I guess, like, a prove-it deal. And if he, like, makes it into the playoffs or just to see, like, what how he performs next year to really base if he should get fired or, like, continue on his team or, like, continue coaching on this team. I don't think we should have fired him after this year because, like you said, he's, like, with Colin um, Co. Coward, Coward, yeah. wait, Coward, oh, yeah, if I Coward, Coward. Said, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so bad at pronouncing names. I need to get better. But Doug Peterson is like a really good court or uh, coach, and um, he's made it to the playoffs three out of the last five seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty impressive, especially in this age. Most coaches can't even make the playoffs with like three seasons on a team or four seasons. To let mm-hmm. alone to make it three out of the five, that's like a very like hard task to do. And mm-hmm. I mean, like the um freaking like Eagles like first Super Bowl ever, like that should like grind in at least like a few more years out right, of yeah. you know. And he only did that like his second season as well, which is the crazy part. But like I agree with you, like they should. I don't know why they fired him. The um the person that they should first fire is Howie Roseman. Because I feel like he's messing up. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think if anything, like, I think this year, Peterson really sucked at calling plays. Mm -hmm. I don't, if anything, I think he, they should have brought in an offensive coordinator to replace him for that job. But from everything that we've seen, it seems like he's a really good coach. Just, just make him just a coach. If anything, that's what I would have done. Mm-hmm. Make, make him just a head coach and don't let him call plays anymore and he seemed like I guess the last game of last or this past season didn't really help his relationship with his the players and stuff but like other than that and he he seemed like he had a really strong bond with all the players and stuff I mean there was the rumors about him and Wentz fighting and disagreeing and Wentz saying that Doug Peterson was the reason why he wants to leave. And then there's like another report where it, it said that Wentz hasn't talked to Doug Peterson in like 10 mm-hmm. weeks. And it's like, I don't know if it's just rumors or if it's actually real, but it just doesn't seem like it's a Doug or it, that just doesn't seem like Doug Peterson. And it feels like it's more Harry Roseman than anything. I feel like that's where the issues come from. And 
because at the beginning of this year or yeah, before this year started, Ertz and Howie Roseman had like a screaming match, like on the practice field and stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. is it mostly because of like Doug Peterson or is it because of Howie Roseman? Because Doug Peterson fired. So like when should have stayed if that was the case, you know? Right. And like, I can tell you from like things I've learned in sports management and like my classes that one of the things we learn about, about how important it is, is media and sport. And I can tell you from what I learned, we have really no clue what was going on in the franchise at all. Like everything that we've heard, it all could be complete lies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm sure there's so much more to it than what we know, mm-hmm. but I wish we knew because then we know a lot more, obviously maybe figure out what they're doing because it looks bad. It looks really yeah. bad. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of like covering up happening with like stemming from like Jeffrey Laurie and stuff. And I just feel like Howie Roseman is basically like sucking Jeffrey Laurie's like dick. And like, I don't, I don't even know because like, I don't even know how like Howie Roseman is still on the team. Um, Because I heard on the radio when I was driving and stuff that, Howie Roseman like lasted three coaches, Andy Reid, Chip Kelly, and then Doug Peterson without like getting fired. Now he's mm-hmm. like, his fourth coach now. So it's like is he's like the stemming or like consistent piece of the part where it's like bad or whatever. So like right. what, are your, what are your thoughts on kind of like how this whole entire like Howie Roseman situation? I mean, like I said, obviously we don't know everything that there is to know about him. From everything that I understand, it seems like he's a really good businessman and is really good with like the money and the contracts and stuff. But he's so hit or miss with drafting. And I mean, yeah, he goes through. I know it's not completely his decision, but like going through coaches like he does, he doesn't seem to really tolerate failure very much. Mm-hmm. I I think they should have gotten a fresh start with him as well. I think they should have brought someone else new in this year instead of firing everyone else. But mm-hmm. like I said, I, I get the fresh start and we'll see it, if Roseman can do turn the team around and do well next year, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe we'll see what he's really about. You know, maybe he's a lot, I don't know because because he has had a lot of success but then he's also been awful too at times yeah I guess it's like hit or miss but I guess like this coming year is going to be like what you just said like his truth and I guess since they didn't fire him I guess give him like a couple years with a new like entirely new coaching staff just to see how Eagles perform um and everything right like I like I think that um this year he needs to go out and make some really good decisions and prove that he was the one that should have stayed, you know? Yeah. The thing is that he like tends to pick up older players, which kind of sucks as well, which are constantly getting hurt and then ended up retiring kind of like, um, I mean, Deshaun Jackson didn't really retire, but he played only 24 out of his 31 games playing for the Eagles and all Sean, Jeffrey um, is leaving the Eagles, um, and we cut just on Jackson, but Jeffrey is leaving the Eagles um, before the season start. What are your thoughts on, like, that entire situation? I mean, it was tough to watch this year because they were both hurt, and then mm-hmm. when they came back, they weren't fantastic. I think I think Jackson was decent, 
mm-hmm. when he played, but he's just so old now and injury prone. If it was up to me, what I would have done is I would have signed Jackson again and released Alshon. Like, yeah, I mean, he's leaving. So I think they need some veteran guys on the team still. Mm-hmm. And I think Deshaun Jackson's obviously like one of the best deep threats ever. So yeah, he'd be a great guy to have on the bench to teach these young guys, Jalen Rager, whoever they bring in this year. Um, I understand he's a great leader. So that's what I would have done, even if he doesn't like start, which I mean, I think he still would have mm-hmm. because I mean, when, like I said, when he did play, he was, he still had, he's still quick. Yeah. He still catch the ball. He's, yeah. he's still pretty good for his age. If he just didn't get hurt all the time. Yeah. I think that's one of the disappointing things about him. Cause like he's a fan favorite and personally he's like one of my favorites as well. And it was like when we first got him two years ago or not like, once we re-signed him two years ago mm-hmm. and in fact first to Washington um and he had like those deep two deep balls like call in the game and then won the game I thought like we were going to the Super Bowl again because like we actually had a deep threat and we still have remnants of the old Super Bowl team and it was only like a couple of years after we won the Super Bowl so I thought we were going to make like another run for it but it was kind of disappointing to see that all of his injuries piled up. And yeah, I think we should have signed him for at least one more year because I think we could have gotten him for cheap. And I think he would have re-signed really cheap. And we didn't have to do like a major contract. I'm sure he would have just signed like a one-year deal. Um, and if he mm-hmm. continued to get injured, then he would still have a good presence, um, at least on the wide receiver squad, like you said. So it was kind of sad to see Jackson to leave again. But the way things it's going, it looks like the Eagles are just cleaning slate. Mm-hmm. I yeah, like I said, I agree with one of them leaving. I'm surprised they both are gone. Mm-hmm. Gone now. I'm surprised a lot of the players are gone that are gone. But yeah, um, yeah, I would have kept Djax. So that's what I would have done. What What are your thoughts on Wentz leaving? Get me started. <laughs> so uh, I'm a big Carson Wentz fan. Um, as you can see, I'm wearing. A01. Um, I'm a big Carson Wentz fan. I think it was ridiculous that he got traded. Not only that he got traded, but he got traded for so little. I mean, I might be a little biased, but yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people don't give him credit for what he was able to do, especially after this past year when he actually like the stats really showed that he played poorly. Like before that, was people were always claiming like, oh, he, like he he's not that good, blah blah blah. He doesn't, you know, all the all the other crap that has been said but when he was like throwing to literally nobody the past two years or the past three years really because there hasn't been any good receivers really Mm -hmm. and he was still able to get wins like that shows he was good and then this past year was just awful I'll admit that it was it was bad yeah but I still would have I would have given him another year in Philly especially if I would have known they were only getting a second and a potentially first or is it a third and potentially first oh wait i think it's flip-flop so we get a third this year mm-hmm. and then we get a second next year and potentially a first out mm-hmm. of that depending yeah. on carson wins um if he plays 70 percent of snaps yeah i think it was yeah um i mean obviously i'm still going to be an eagles fan and everything but i definitely hope the colts do well next year now yeah i and i think with what he with the with the team they have in India, I think he'll do a lot better. 
next yeah. year. And I hope he does. I, I wish he would stay with the Eagles, but I, I can't believe he's gone just for how cheap he went. I agree. Honestly. Yeah, I, I feel like we could have gotten a lot more, but it's just it, it's it's just bad timing because with the, him signing a new contract that's super expensive and him having a down year, like mm-hmm. first year after signing the contract, it's just teams are going to look at that and saying like it's basically it's a risk, even though I don't think it's a risk. I think Carson Wentz is going to play super well and Indianapolis. And I wouldn't be surprised if they make it deep into a playoff like championship. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they can make it to the Super Bowl yet, just depending on just because of the Chiefs and how well they've been playing for the past few years. But one of my roommates is a Colts fan. So he was like all stoked and stuff that he got went or the Colts got Wentz for like dirt cheap. Right. And originally, when I first heard the news, I thought it was only a third pick. Like we only got mm-hmm. a third pick and I was like so pissed. I was like cursing out the storm. I was like, how did we only like let Wentz go for a third pick? But then I realized that the second whole situation of the second round pick was thrown in there. Mm-hmm. So it kind of made up for a lot better than just a third round pick, but still a shitty deal. Um, yeah. I can't believe they settled for that. I I saw a post the other day, something about, I think it's Brandon Cooks has been traded twice now for two first round picks and a second round pick. Oh, really? In the like last five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twice. He's been traded twice for two first and a second. And that's Brandon Cooks. He's yeah. not that he's not that great. Like, yeah. I mean, he's definitely good, but he's not. I would think Carson Wentz just being a quarterback would make him more valuable than that, right? Yeah. So I, I don't get how he went for that cheap. It seems like an absolute awful deal. But I mean, I guess they were determined to get rid of him, so they just went with the Eagles went with what they were getting, Dang, what they were offered. Yeah. I I never thought about that or that never came to my mind with the Brandon Cook situation compared being compared to Wentz, but that's now looking on it, that just makes the entire Wentz situation that more shitty and stuff. I'm pretty sure it was Brandon Cooks. It was it was a running back. I'm pretty sure it's Brandon Cooks, but it's not even just him. It's like a bunch of deals that have been going on recently, like mm-hmm. the Matt Stafford one too. Like yeah, trading Jared Goff. What was it like a? I know there's a first round pick thrown in there too. I mean, I know Matt Stafford's really good, but. So yeah. is Carson Wentz. Like they're both quarterbacks. There's a lot of trade value in them. So I just don't know what to think of it because we. I think it's mostly just Wentz wanting to get at the like fuck out of Philadelphia because of his whole situation with Howie Roseman that probably played a um big role in it. But yeah, I think the two offers that like stood out that everyone was t- kind of talking about before the trade actually happened was the Bears trade with Nick Foles first round. Um, and Cohen, and then whatever the Colts trade was, we didn't really know what the Colts trade entailed until after the trade happened. But what did you, would you rather, with those two offers on the table, would you rather take Nick Foles the first round and Cohen, or would you rather take the third and then possibly a, a third and then a second, and but then possibly a first? Which like trade would you take? Was so the offer was Foles, Cohen, and a first. Yeah, and or take, the, and or the cold steel. Yeah, um, I I would take the Bears in a heartbeat. Honestly, yeah. I mean, personally, like I love Nick Foles a lot too. 
I yeah. know Nicky. I know you. I know you like him a lot. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he. I wish he would be performing a little better. Mm. Um, like I don't know how well he would fit in Philadelphia anymore. Yeah. Just because of him aging and his last two seasons with the Jags and the Bears have not been great. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, like having Tariq Cohen—that's his name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, having Cohen in a first rounder, it seems a lot more worth it to me than a third and a second, if you ask me. And then we get Foles, which having him on the team again, even if he doesn't play, is good leadership. And yeah, I, I think him winning the Super Bowl here, obviously, would be a big help. I saw, like, a meme a couple weeks ago, but it was, like, the statue of Doug Peterson and Nick Foles. And it was mm-hmm. just, like, well, this is kind of awkward now because, like, they're both, like, not on the team anymore. Right. Within, like, the last couple of years or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just crazy how destructive the Eagles have been after the Super Bowl because I feel like we had potential two years after the Super Bowl with going to the divisional round but then losing to the Saints and going to um, first the wild card playoff or wild card weekend and then losing to the Seahawks but still we had potential and a lot of potential like you said earlier of this year starting and stuff but it's kind of I feel like we still digressed from the Super Bowl even with making the playoffs a couple or a couple years after the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. Um, I guess yeah um I was just gonna say like the year after the Super Bowl the two years after when they still made to the playoffs I think the biggest issue was injuries Mm. and then this past year that was obviously a big part of it and I think a big reason why Wentz's stats were awful because of his O-line injuries but this year was a lot more than that everyone I think pretty much everyone on the team played off this year injuries I'm anxious to see how the new coaching staff handles injuries if somehow they all disappear yeah who are we going to point fingers at that who was on the Eagles coaching staff that who are we going to blame for the injuries when they were still here you know what I mean yeah that makes sense. I feel like the Eagles, even in the Super Bowl run and from like the Super Bowl run until now, it's plagued with injuries and stuff. And it's sad to see. Mm-hmm. And it's really affected the team with most of the receivers being injured. And like you said, the offensive line. And that's probably stems from Wentz having stupid stat line that's like awful. And then he's like the most sacked quarterback in the league. Well, not like the most sacks. I think Russell Wilson is the most sacked at 52, but Wentz is at 50. Mm-hmm. And if Wentz would have played all of the games, he would have been the most sacked quarterback. Yeah. Um, he's the most sacked like per game. But it's just, it shows that you need an offensive line. And without an offensive line, you have Wentz, how he would perform and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if somehow the injuries do fix itself next year, I think everyone's going to blame Doug Peterson for the freaking injuries and or maybe Jim Schwartz possibly, but because we, we've been constantly like changing the offensive coordinator because since the Super Bowl, we Frank Wright went to the Colts after the Super Bowl. We hired Mike Groh and then Mike Groh got fired and we hired a new offensive coordinator for last year. You see how that happened and we fired him and we got a new offensive coach. So we had like four offensive coaches in the last like three years so mm. it's just crazy right and just with all the coaching staff being new this year I feel like if if there was anyone in the if it was anyone's fault now that that, that there were so many injuries now that none of, now that they're not there anymore I guarantee that because everyone's new then 
yeah that should should fix itself and we'll see hopefully because i think if they stay healthy i still think they have enough good parts to have a possibly winning record next year yeah maybe depending on what happens with the qb situation too the one sad coach i did i was really upset about was jim shorts because he was a great defensive coordinator it's not like we fired him it was off of his own decision because he's just taking a year off and he's going to contemplate retirement and whatnot but um, mm-hmm. How do you think the Eagles will perform this year or this coming year? You, yeah. mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, like I said, I think a lot of it has to do with what they do at quarterback. If they, I think if they draft one of the big three receivers with the sixth pick then and they stick with Hurts, I think they'll be fine. I don't know if Hurts is the answer yet. We haven't seen enough of him. But I think if somehow they – I mean, I know they don't really have the money to do it, but if they have – if they bring in a free agent QB, like mm-hmm. let's say like a, I don't know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe just someone, I mean, obviously we're not going to get to Sean Watson, but if we bring in free agent, that's better than Hertz. Mm-hmm. Save the sixth pick for a receiver. The rest of the, we have third round pick. Now we have an extra third round pick. We have some good picks this year. So fix some other spots. I think the team could be okay. I think they could, I don't think they'll get to the playoffs, but I think they eight and eight, maybe nine and seven, seven and eight. It'll be better than this year, hopefully. It yeah. should be. Yeah, yeah. And I, if they and if they stay healthy too, because I I keep forgetting that people like Lane Johnson are coming back because I mean they were just hurt, they didn't retire. So when they're back on the in front of the QB, that should help a lot. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the best that they would do is nine and seven, and I wouldn't be mad at all if we got a cheap quarterback like Ryan Fitzpatrick even though he might not necessarily play but just have like that veteran presence even like a Teddy Bridgewater would be pretty cool I don't know how expensive Teddy would be because he kind of got a big deal with the Panthers a couple years ago so I don't know how cheap we can actually get him but I wouldn't be mad if we got like a veteran QB presence like that but I would be pissed if we drafted a QB at the sixth pick. That's like the last thing I want to do because it's like. Yeah, and honestly, the way things go. So with the Eagles, I wouldn't be surprised at all to do that. Honestly, same. That's like the most like Eagle thing to do. If I think if they don't do that, I think they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But if they do, I mean, I think, I think if they draft a QB at six, then I think that they're pretty much just saying they're scrapping this next year and just like setting up for like three years down the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I, and now would show they don't trust Hurts either because he's obviously a rookie this past year. So yeah. they got rid of, <laughs> if they've got someone to replace him already too. Yeah. That would be so sad. And just the QB situation just mismanaged a crap ton. And yeah, I just think Jalen, I have a lot of faith in Jalen Hurts to actually do well and I think he will actually do well it's just that he needs to prove himself this year I want to see more tape of him obviously but again as I was listening to the one radio station talking about the Eagles they were saying like they don't see the Eagles winning like no more than like three or five games in the next like two or three seasons just because of like the entire situation I'm like you're an Eagles like you're an Eagles radio station don't, can't you have like a little bit more faith in the Eagles or what? Right. Yeah. And yeah. I, I know what you mean. I think there's going to be a lot of that drama going around mm-hmm. just because of how much crap is going on. But I, like I said, I think they can do fine. I mean, Sanders, Goddard, I think Rager's yeah, still going to be good. Mm-hmm. 
Greg Ward, Travis Fulgham, like they can all they can score points. They just need to yeah do it more consistently. I think if they find like the right groove and stuff, they can pop off. I I think they're going to do bad, but not like two and fourteen or three and thirteen bad. I think they're going to like stay in the middle of the pack where I can see them being five and eleven or six and ten next year, but then um rebound after that and get a good season but i don't think they're going to do like so bad as everyone is predicting right yeah i don't there's just too many good players on the eagles still that the i don't think a 4 and 11 is going to be i don't think that's going to happen again 4 11 and 1 4 and 12 i don't think that's going to happen next year or the next year well maybe definitely not this year unless they do anything do something else crazy i mean they, like, they cut they cut miles sanders and <laughs> dallas goddard <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised that's like again one of the most eagle thing to do but like like you said like we still have some of the pieces not a lot but we still have some of the pieces from the super bowl team i mean the offensive line is still elite and probably top top like three top five offensive line in the league if they actually stay healthy and not rely on the third or fourth string um depending on how where jason kelsey is going to go if he retires but what do you think about uh the two players that are still on the team, but potentially have the chance of leaving um, Zach Ertz and then Jason Kelsey. I don't expect Ertz to stay. I mean, I, I am a big Ertz fan too. That's my Jersey is a Zach Ertz Jersey. I like him a lot, but this year was tough for him because of injuries, obviously. I just don't, I don't think the Eagles are, he'll go and play somewhere else. I almost guaranteed that. And then um, Jason Kelsey, I think he's still fit enough to play. It's just, I think the biggest thing it comes down is does he want to deal with the bullshit anymore? <laughs> Which I think that's a lot of the reason for a lot of these people, mm-hmm. um, for a lot of these players leaving, or if they just do decide to leave, like suddenly it's because of that, because they don't want to deal with this anymore. Because I'm sure inside the locker room and in the franchise, it's crazy because we don't know everything that's going on. Yeah, I would that, like them. I would like them both to stay, but I don't. I know. I know for a fact, I'm almost positive Ertz is not going to stay. Yeah, I, that's going to be the one that stings the most for me. I mean, along with Wentz too, I guess. But Zach Ertz leaving because he's been here since 2012. He's like a fan favorite. He's one of like my favorite Eagles of all time, and he's just right. been here for so long gonna start to see him go and I was seeing that the Ertz was being lumped with the Wench trade as well but that didn't end up going through but Mm -hmm. it's going to be sad I don't want the Eagles to cut him straight up because like I feel like we can trade him and get at least something for him but Mm -hmm. But I I still think he can be good whether or not that's with the Eagles or someone else he has value yeah And, and you're right it is sad to see like like I was saying I started following the year before Wentz came in mm-hmm. and like it just seems like the entire roster is different now yeah after this year so it's like not the same equals I grew to love you know what I mean we're losing like some of these long tenured eagles because I don't think Jason Peters is going to be here or shouldn't be here next year because of how old he is and he's just not playing well but mm-hmm. he's been on the eagles forever um I mean Miles Sanders has been on the Eagles for like two years but I wouldn't like call him like a long tendered Eagle yet quite yet but like who do we have like we got what Fletcher Cox, Brad and Graham and that's like it I can't think of too many other names 
there might be like a few other names that I'm forgetting, but it's just sad because it's like we completely like flip this entire team upside down. And it's, I feel like right. I feel like it's a slow rebuild after the Super Bowl because I've you're seeing these teams like do a completely like 180 where it's like they get rid of everyone really fast, kind of like the Eagles are doing now. But I feel like we've kind of a slow rebuild where we've got rid of a few people and then brought in a couple people to replace them and stuff. It's kind of weird. Right. Yeah, not a fan. Not yeah, a fan of it. I'm not a fan either. This entire situation sucks ass. Kind of wrapping it up here, but how how did you become a Jaguars fan? <laughs> I was thinking about this too when you sent me the questions. Honestly, yeah. I I think it really started. I just like the colors. <laughs> to, and I mean, it has gotten a lot better. Like the first year, like I'm definitely more of an Eagles fan, but when I first started like following football and the Jags were awful, then the year the Super Bowl, the Eagles Super Bowl happened. Obviously that was a great year for both teams. Since I've gotten to school and like senior year of high school. And then once I've gotten to college, I've been learning about like the business side of the Jags and like what they do with like the owner and them playing games in London, like all the business aspects of the Jags because they're really unique. So that makes me like them a lot too now since i actually know a good bit about them they're obviously awful now yeah. <laughs> my two teams had a combined five wins last year <laughs> I, I yeah i still like them a lot yeah honestly you know there was one time i went to a tournament in tennessee and i was paired with a guy that was from jacksonville and he got to talking to we got to talking about the jags and this was like four or five years ago now that that made me like them a lot more too so yeah yeah i don't really have a good reason for it but that's why <laughs> it's kind of a weird reason <laughs> Yeah, but like I'm the I'm the same like with like my second favorite teams are like teams that like I would root for. Uh, I like the Saints for a while, but not as not not as much anymore because like how many times we like freaking lost to them in the playoffs. But I just like right. <laughs> I just like literally like color steam steam uh, scheme while growing up and stuff. And I just liked him, and I liked Drew Brees and his, like, child when they, like, won the Super Bowl, and he was, like, calling out this child and stuff. I would, like, jump from team to team like that. That's why I was rooting for the Chiefs this year, because mostly from that and just, like, the experience with Andy Reid and everything. But, like, I would go from team to team like that just Mm -hmm. on certain situations like that. But it fascinates me that you're, like, learning behind the scenes of, like, management and how, like, teams go about managing like organization yeah and like speaking of the Jags still um I think now's a very exciting time to be a Jags fan just because of obviously bringing in Trevor Lawrence this year James Robinson last year was really good I think he's exciting DJ Chark is really exciting I think their offense is honestly fine like I think they have especially this year when they're bringing Lawrence I think they'll have a good offense it's just their defense from 2017 went from being the best like ever yeah <laughs> and now they are the worst ever yeah that's like such a crazy transition to me like how teams can like implode in like a year or two mm-hmm. they like tra- trade away all their good players yeah um yeah <laughs> Clayus campbell jalen ramsey <laughs> yeah yeah that, that was a very exciting year the eagles the eagles super bowl year yeah, it, it was almost an Eagles Jag Super Bowl, so that would have yeah. been sick. <laughs> that would have been so funny because like the Jaguars almost beat the Patriots in the championship, but freaking Brady had one of his Brady like comebacks. Right. Yeah. Stupid. I'm just lucky that didn't happen with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Who do you think's gonna have a better year this year, Jags or Eagles? Oh, that's a tough one. 
I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Jaguars. <laughs> I think they honestly, I think they will too. I thought they'd yeah. have a lot better than a one in 15 season this year, yeah. though. So who knows? That's There's definitely. something going on there. <laughs> I don't know too much about the Jags, but I do like them a lot. They I just need a QB. I think that was their biggest issue. I like Gardner Minshew a lot, but I don't know if he's the best. And then they were going through quarterbacks and they played Mike Glennon for a while. Mm-hmm. this year because of injury yeah they need to get that position figured out and i think they'll have a good piece at like every position at least to make the offense really good yeah i thought it was funny how neck falls went from the eagles and then to the jags and stuff and with... played like a game not yeah. even <laughs> but like once i saw that the jags like signed him to that massive contract i'm like that's a mistake you're yeah. you're not going to have the same falls that you had in the super bowl because like I was a huge Nick Foles fan since we first entered the league as an Eagle, like, rookie. And he had that one, like, huge, like, season. I think he went, like, 27-2. and two. Everyone was, like, talking about him. I think that was, like, 2013 or whatever. And I that's actually – I think that's when I got my Foles jersey. It was either 2013 or 2015. I was a major fan of him. That, like, following him for that long – I knew, like, how Foles operated and stuff. And he, like, goes on these, like, flings where it's, like, he's unstoppable. He's, like, freaking better than Tom Brady. He's, like, the GOAT. Like, mm-hmm. like that one year, 2013 season, like I said, when he won 27-2, where he was godlike. But then the next season, he just fell off. And then he went god mode during the Super Bowl run and stuff. And then he fell off again, in which I was, like, I, pre- I was predicted that all along. But, like, I feel bad for him because, like, He's such a good player and stuff. Really good guy. I yeah, like I yeah, I like him a lot too. I wish he'd be doing more. I wish he stayed at the Jags, honestly, because that's my I got a Jags jersey too. Yeah, and it's a Folds jersey. He played oh, dang. like they played a he played a game for the Jags. <laughs> dang, and didn't he end up getting like injured or something too? It was yeah, it was the first game of the season. He broke his collarbone. He played like half of that game, got hurt, and then I forget if he played a full game. When he was healed up, I forget if he, they even tried playing him because that's when they put in. Minshew. Is that? Yeah, Minshew, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's when they put Minshew. Yeah, I I wish he was still there. I wish he was doing well. Yeah, me so too. So he had some good games in Chicago this year. He had a few of them. Yeah, he played really well against the Buccaneers and, like, beat them. That's, like, the Super Bowl team. Right, it was really random. The Bears are so weird. It's such a weird team. Yeah, they, like, started, like, super hot. They, like, started, like, 5-1 and one or whatever and then imploded and ended up, like, 8-8 eight and eight or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a teammate who's from Illinois, and he's a Bears fan. Um, mm-hmm. And when this, like, trade talk of when it's possibly going to the Bears happen, happened, yeah. like, when I asked him about it, he's like, he's like bro, I'm not going to be a – Bears fan if they get once he's crap I'm like what, what? are you talking about I'm like he's literally so much better than any quarterback in, in Chicago right now yeah he's going to do like a hundred times better than Trubisky and a lot better than like Foles right yeah I didn't argue with him that was yeah. enough I had enough of that conversation <laughs> yeah I just just once you start you just can't stop and it's not even worth explaining to a fan like that Right, yeah. I've, yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, my roommate's like that, um, Trey, and he's always, like, he he told me that he just does it to get on my nerve mostly, but he's always saying, he's always calling, like, Wentz a twig, and, like, he's always saying that Wentz is so bad and stuff. 
and it just infuriates me every day. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> yeah, one I was talking with my cousin, I think Tuesday morning, and we were talking about the Eagles a little bit. And um, would you consider Nick Foles a Hall of Famer? Because analysis from ESPN says that a Hall of Famer is defined as someone who changed the game of football and or you can't write like football history without that player. Like for example, Tom Brady, you can't write like football history without Tom Brady and or like Peyton Manning. So like what do you consider like Nick Foles? You mean like you mean like the official like football hall of fame, not like the Eagles like yeah, Wall of Fame or whatever? Yeah, the official Hall of Fame. Cause like tech it, I mean it's like on a very thin line and you technically like mm. you can say that like you can't write history without nick Foles. <laughs> see yeah that's a tough one i would say i mean technically i think you would say yes but in my opinion no because yeah. i mean he wasn't even the starter that year so like yeah but i mean he i think the Eagles super bowl was a really popular win for mm. like all of the nfl so i think technically i mean i guess yeah yeah i doubt he will be yeah but I wouldn't mind it, obviously. Yeah, I think he's definitely an Eagles Hall of Fame mm-hmm. like, on the wall, but I just think it'll be like the interesting. It's just an interesting question because, like Eli Manning, he he would I think he would be considered a Hall of Fame or not, maybe not first ballot, but it's kind of an interesting question to ask because all of these like old players are starting to retire and stuff. And um, I agree with you. I don't think Nick Foles is necessarily a uh, hall of famer because he was a backup and i don't think he just he doesn't have the stats to prove it either um i think if he was a starter and actually like played throughout that entire season and played a few seasons where he had really good stats like he had throughout the playoffs and i think he would be a hall of famer but i just don't think he is a hall of famer right i haven't heard that question before that's a new one yeah i didn't even think about that but yeah he probably is almost done with football so yeah. I mean, I think he has a couple more good years, probably as a backup, maybe, but it, it's starting to dwindle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I it's agree. Sad. Yeah. But yeah, he's old. So <laughs> yeah. It's just like Ish. oldish. And I, it's just like all of these older players like are going, are retiring or about to retire and stuff. Phil Wivers recently retired. Um, and other older players that I think are going to retire soon, like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, possibly. I don't know how, how long Tom Brady is going to play. He's like going to play until like he's 50 or something. But it's just kind of an interesting question because I don't think Phil Rivers would be considered a quarterback or a Hall of Famer. But it's, it's just, yeah. But to me, it seems like he's way better than Foles is. So, like, how can you? Yeah. Consider Foles a possible Hall of Famer. Yeah, that is true. But I think the only – because Phil Rivers obviously has a lot better stats than Nick Foles. But the thing that Nick Foles has over Phil Rivers is a Super Bowl run. Right. That means a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, seven touchdowns in a game as well. Only a handful of players have that. Right. Right. Um, Yeah, that'll be interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah. So um, I guess we, we can wrap up the podcast now. Thank you for coming on mm-hmm. and yeah. talking with me about the Eagles. And no problem. Golf. Thanks for not firing me up too much. <laughs> yeah, no problem.
right. Yeah, that could have that could have got real ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that true. There's a lot of be there's a lot of stuff to be fired up about the Eagles and to be mad about. All right. Uh, see ya, disgruntled, and thanks for watching. Yep. See you guys.